A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Jones. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. It's got the ball. Jones Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, yesterday I did a Q&A on my Instagram page and went through about 20 or 30 questions there. And there was there was three questions that I found especially interesting and I decided not to answer them on my Q&A. As you can see there, uh, I said they'd be on the podcast and here they are this morning. These are the three questions uh, that I wanted to go a little bit deeper than, you know, 15 seconds on an IG story. So the first one comes from BG288 Hustler. He asks, who will be the future New South Wales lock? That'll be question one I'll dive into. Question two came from Big Rod GG. He says, in 20 years' time, who will be the best player who is currently under the age of 23? And the last one came from CattleDog underscore 96. Tawira, your favorite players ever. I'm going to dive into all three of those questions this morning for you guys. Beautiful Sunday morning. We've got Origin coming up in a few days. Thought I'd jump on and give a little bit more detail to these three questions. I think they're three crackers that deserve more than 15 seconds. Let's kick it off with question one. Question one, who will be the future New South Wales lock? Now, to answer this question, I'm going to take you back two years ago. I'm going to take you back to the end of the 2018 season. And the landscape of the lock position looks like this. Jason Taumalolo, he's won lock of the year 2015, 2016. He misses out 2017. He wins it again in the end of 2018. Now, he's won it three of the last four times. And Jason Taumalolo, the meters he's making, everything he's doing, simply unbelievable. No one's been able to make these sort of meters before. And Jason Taumalolo... He's wearing jersey 13 at the Cowboys, so he's a lock forward, and he's won this this award three out of the four years. And it's something that I feel strongly about that I believe the lock forward position for a long time, it's been wasted on front row forwards. And I pointed this out at the time, and people don't really like change, and people got offended to me saying, Jason Tamalolo, he's a front rower. And to Jason Tamalolo's credit, he has added a really good passing game to his game. He's got some some select passing in his game now, which he simply didn't have a few years ago. And whilst he has improved, I still believe that Jason Tamalolo could do the same job he does now in the front row. I don't think much would change. But anyway, I'll take you back to there. And, and I wrote on my page that 
Look, the lock forward position, it's about to go through a big transition. The game is moving back towards ball players. And, and my reason for that was that at the time, there was a lot of talk about uh, the interchange numbers going down. And I thought it's going to come in sooner rather than later because the game, it needs to be more entertaining. We are in an entertainment... We're in the entertainment business. We're not in the rugby league business. Our game needs to be entertaining to sell our game. So I thought it was a matter of time. Now, it turns out Peter Vlandis, he came in and he won up to me. He changed the game completely. He bring in the new six again rules. He bring in the scrum rules. He changed everything to make it more exciting. And it simply made my point more, more relevant that lock forwards, they need to have some X factor. They need to be a second ball player. And this and the, the main guy that I used as an example two years ago when I was talking about this was Victor Adley. You know, in, in defense, he's sensational. In attack, you know, he takes his hit-ups. He gets his nose through. His leg speed is sensational. You only have to go back to the 2019 Grand Final against the Canberra Raiders and watch Victor Radley in that game. The very first try to Sammy, Red- Sammy Verrill sorry, is set up by Victor Radley. It's nothing special. It's just his run. Yeah, He gets that leg spread. He gets to his elbows and knees. And for those that don't understand the importance of elbows and knees or don't understand what I'm talking about, it's simply in a tackle where you manage to land on your chest. Yeah, You manage to land on your elbows and knees, which means that you can stand up in one motion and get a quick play the ball. And it might not sound like much, but when you land on your back, it takes that extra second. And when you're in a contest of a tackle, it is one in a matter of seconds. It, it, it That one second, whether you have to roll over or whether you get the momentum and you play the ball quickly decides who wins that tackle. And Victor Radley, Brandon Smith, Cam Murray, these guys, they tend to win their tackles. They tend to do it every time. Now, Jason Taumalolo, don't get me wrong, he will make 300 metres in a game. He'll make 12 to 14 metres a carry. But the reality is that when you're that big and you are able to slow down, if they are able to wrestle you onto your back, you know, winning that 12 metres and landing on your back is not better than winning eight and getting to your elbows and knees, in my opinion. And this is what these smaller blokes do. They don't run at bodies, they run at holes. Yeah, and Victor Radley, he's been the absolute master of it. He did it in that grand final. He was sensational. There was another time in that game that's sort of forgotten where Boyd Cordner, he's held up over the line, and it came off the back of another Victor Radley run. Yeah, I said at the time that Victor Radley, he's going to be the one to sort of change the game, and I really think he is. I think if it wasn't for his injury this year, I think he would have been playing for the Blues this year. I think he would have been the 13. And I think moving forward, he will be the 13 for the Blues. He is essentially a halfback in a lock forwards body he, he's, you know, he, he can just do everything, Victor Radley. And I think, I've said it a few times, the downfall of Kyle Flanagan this year was the injury to Victor Radley. He controls the centre third of the Roosters. And, you know, they've won two premierships in a row. Yes, they had Cooper Cronk. He's he's a genius. But even Cooper Cronk, he would allow Victor Radley to, to control the centre third when he was on the field. Radley is an exceptional talent. And I'm telling you, he's going to be the lock forward in this team for a long time. He's the sort of guy Freddie would absolutely love. He's a throwback to that 90s sort of footballer. He's tough as nails. He doesn't cop shit. He, you know, he defends like a like, like a brick shit house, and then in attack he just turns into this extra halfback. And if it's not on for him to ball play, he just puts his head down and makes his meters and gets to his elbows and knees and gets a quick play of the ball. He's a sensational player, Victor Radley, and I think he is going to be the lock forward moving forward. And that obviously leaves a lot of question marks. What do you do with Cam Murray? And I think in the modern game, Cam Murray is, is perfect to be a 15, 16, 17 man on your bench in New South Wales. Jake Trevojevic is the other man I know you're wondering about. I, I eventually think he will be in the front row rotation. It's where he is at the moment anyway. I think he will stay there. I think Victor Radley, he just brings too much to a side to not have him in. I think his injury has stopped him from making his debut this year. I'm confident he'll be playing for the Blues next year. The reality is with Victor Radley, you know, he, he, he's a Clovelly boy. He's come through the, um, down, living down there at Bronte Beach. He's going to stay at the Roosters for his career, I would say. He's the one guy that they can point to and go, hey, 
there's a junior that's come all the way through. He's won premierships. He's a homegrown talent. I'm pretty sure they'll keep him as the face. I mean, he's well-loved in rugby league as well. Even though he's a rooster, you've got to love the way that he carries on with all of his beers and all of his shit that he does. So he, he's a good brand guy as well to have at your club. So I can't say the rooster's letting him go. And you got to think, as long as you're in that rooster system and you're playing a prominent position, like the lock forward now, especially in the rooster's team, that's part of your spine now, and that's how all teams should be going. Now, is the... Is the front rower playing 13 a dead position? No, it's not. Simply because there's not enough Victor Radley's, Cam Murray's, Brandon Smith's around. It's They are hard to find. And teams, they struggle to pick them out. They really do. Because they tend to be these smaller guys in the 18s, 19s, 20s. That they're tough as nails, but they don't tend to have the size. And the footy at that age, and like the standard of footy when they're playing there, it doesn't really suit their position. So they are hard to find. And... There'll be a lot of teams that will struggle to find them, but you will notice that the really good teams, like I said two years ago, the good teams will have ball-playing locks. And you can already see South Sydney, they've got Cam Murray there, smaller guy with really good leg speed, got a really good offload. Roosters, Victor Radley. The Storm, you can tell me Dalfinia Kane's the lock, that's fine. If you understand rugby league, you understand that when Brandon Smith comes on, he is their lock forward. He is their go forward. I've said it all season, there is not a guy that has more influence on a game off the bench than Brandon Smith in the NRL. He's incredible. In answer to the question, Victor Radley, he will be the lock forward for the New South Wales Blues moving forward. Coming off an ACL, it will be a really good test for him, but I just think he's too good not to be there. His subtle ball playing and the toughness he brings. Like Nathan Brown, I've been saying it for a while, he's made for state of origin. Question number two, in 20 years' time, who will be considered the best player who is currently under the age of 23? A cracking question here, and I simply couldn't let this one go for just 15 seconds on Instagram. Now, I've managed to narrow this down to four guys that I believe will be the four best out of the next decade or so, and realistically, they're so young, it could be the next 15 years, but there are a lot of guys that I wanted to put on my list, but I couldn't name all of them. I think I've probably named too many by naming four, but these are the guys that just missed out. I've got Payne Haas, you know, could be the best front row we've ever seen. Victor Radley, he's 22, 23. Uh, I think he'll be one of the greats. He's already won two premierships. I think he's going to win more at the Roosters. Ryan Pappenhausen, already got a premiership under his belt. Injury kept him from playing Origin, in my opinion. He's won a Clive Churchill medal. He's now in the Melbourne Storm system. That could be anything for him. Cam Murray, we've all seen how good he is at South Sydney. I think they're in for a, uh, a a successful period over the next few years, and I think he's going to become a real leader at the club. And anyone that captains South Sydney, especially when they're doing well, you're going to be a champion. Uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita from the Warriors is a guy I've got really high, high hopes for. I'm really excited by him. I think he's got a lot to offer. David Fafita, uh, Gold Coast Titans, obviously, will. Uh, I'm assuming we'll go back to the Broncos at some point. Hopefully, they're in a better state then. Uh, he brings an ability that we really haven't seen before. Uh, we're probably going to see more like him, these explosive uh, athletes in the second row. I think it's the way the game's heading, but I think he's going to be the real first of them. And uh, the other one is Brandon Smith. Obviously, we've seen him down in Melbourne, what he's been able to achieve. I don't know if it's going to be at hooker or at lock. Personally, I think he's a better lock than he is a hooker, and I know that's controversial, but the way that he changes the game at 13... Any game he's in, I don't know how you couldn't have him at 13, but it'll it'll all depend on where he ends up. I think if he stays at Melbourne and he wears the 13 for the rest of his career, I think he will be one of the best. And if you could guarantee me he would stay at Melbourne and he would wear the 13 forever, I would have probably given you a top five. But I'll leave it at top four because I'm not sure how Brandon Smith's career is going to unfold. But my top four, number one, a pretty obvious one for me is Harry Grant. Now, I've been saying for a long time, as you all know, how much I love this kid, and I think he's going to be a sensation for the next 
10, 15 years, however long he plays. And I just think being in Melbourne, you know, the Storm, that you know, they've made it pretty clear that they want him back. They're not going to let him walk out of the door, walk out of the building. And I just think any team built around Harry Grant is going to be sensational. Melbourne are a great system. It'll obviously be a big test because he won't have Craig Bellamy for his entire career. He might get a year, maybe two years with Craig Bellamy. We'll have to wait and see. But there's a lot of champions around him, and he's going to have the best hooker ever helping him out there, Cam Smith. And I think Harry Grant's going to be the one that's going to be the best, in my opinion. But some other guys that will go really close, and I wouldn't be shocked if they end up being them. Obviously, Nathan Cleary, all the ability in the world. We're finally starting to see him step up in the Origin Arena. Um, he's going to have a reasonable team around him for the next you know, six or seven years. He's got a, a, a lot of young guys there he's been able to come through with. He's already gone to a grand final. Was unlucky not to win a Dally M. And I think if he can just master being the man on the big stage, Nathan Cleary could be anything. He's got all the ability in the world. I know there's a lot of my followers that want to bag him and tell me he doesn't get stats in big games, and that's fine. I'm telling you there's something that Brad Fittler's saying that all these guys are seeing, and if you're missing out on it, that's on you. This kid could be absolutely anything. you just got to give him time to grow as a half and as a man because he's going to be sensational. The other one is Dylan Brown. Now, Dylan Brown, I just think, is a superstar. It's going to be interesting to see what happens at Parramatta. They need a, like they, they've got Gutho, they've got Moses, but I said it a few weeks ago, they need a winner to stand up in that change room, and I think Dylan Brown could be it. I think as he matures, now he's already so mature for his age as a ball player and as a footy player. I just think he could be anything Dylan Brown. It wouldn't shock me if we look back in 20 years' time and he's the greatest Kiwi we've ever seen because he's got so much ability and he's cool as fuck. And that matters in the modern game. If he's on social media, he's popular. That lifts the way that we see, guys. And I really think Dylan Brown could be anything. All the ability in the world. He's marketable off the field. He's a good fella. The sky's the limit for Dylan Brown. Last man, of course, Caelan Ponger. He's 22, 23. I think same as Nathan Cleary. I think he actually turned 23 yesterday. So I just let them squeeze in under this category. But Caelan Ponger, if he can find his way in Newcastle, he obviously needs to find a way to step up in big games. He has gone missing a little bit so far in his career, but we've seen him all the ability in the world, and we're really starting to see him find his own. I'm really excited for Caelan Ponger. And I remember when the Newcastle Knights signed him for a million a few years ago and everyone said they were crazy, and it could potentially end up being an absolute bargain the way the game's heading. The game has changed to suit Caelan Ponger. These four guys, I think they could be absolute superstars. I'm tipping one of these four will be remembered in 20 years' time as the best player, but it'll be interesting to watch. I'll be shocked if it isn't one of these four, to be honest with you. There's going to be a lot of young talent coming to the game between now and then, 20 years away. Maybe the best player we consider in 20 years' time hasn't debuted yet, but these are the four guys that I think have the potential to be that man in 20 years' time that we look back and go, fuck, wasn't he special? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Question number three asked me, who are my favorite players of all time? And I've written down just a list of guys here, and I've tried to do them in, you know, chronological order here, but it is a little bit all over the place. So forgive me if I jump around a little bit. But when I think about guys that I was too young to watch, you know, sorry, that, that, that came before my time, that 
I've only been able to watch them on tapes. I've only been able to watch them in old grand finals or their old highlights packages. And there's there's three key guys that stand out for me. The first one's Arthur Beats, and obviously an immortal of our game and one of the best ball playing forwards. And no shock to all of you, you know, you all know how much I love a, a forward that can ball play. So Artie Beats and one of my favourites of all time, what he was able to do, simply unbelievable. In the mould of a ball-playing forward again, Gavin Miller. I've spoken about him a lot. He's a guy that is extremely underappreciated in our game, but in my opinion, he is the best ball-playing forward rugby league has ever seen. Gavin Miller, a sensational player. I think he's sort of forgotten because he didn't win a premiership. Uh, Played for the Sharks and uh, West Magpies. And I I really think um, it's let Gavin Miller down because he didn't win a premiership. He's not remembered as one of the greats, but... I mean, he won a Dalian medal two years in a row as a forward, which is simply incredible in a team that didn't win a premiership. Just unbelievable from Gavin Miller. I highly advise that there's a YouTube package of him uh, on YouTube, and I highly advise you dive on and have a look at that. One of the best ball players ever, and a guy I used to love to watch his old tapes. The other one's Brett Kenny from the Parramatta Eels, and he could just do everything. I talk about guys with natural instinct, and I'm not sure if there's been a player with more natural instinct than Brett Kenny. I love watching those grand finals in the 80s. I think he scored two tries in all of them. Simply amazing. That one try of him putting in that kick, regathering, going going down the sideline and throwing a huge dummy, scoring in the corner. Just sensational footy. A guy that I wish I was alive to see more of, Brett Kenny, because the tapes that I watch, simply incredible. Uh, the guys when I was really young that I used to love watching, and you know, probably the peaks of their career was before I was born, but growing up, I watched these guys, and I just loved them. Cliff Lyons, I spoke about him the other day in my uh, Top 5 Indigenous podcast. I love the way that he ball plays. I think if you were to put him in the modern game, he'd be even better now than what he was then. A simply incredible talent. Just He could just do things that others couldn't. Cliffy Lyons, he, he was the king of think fast and play slow, which sounds easy, but is extremely difficult. He was just so good at what he did, and we haven't seen another Cliffy Lyons, and I don't think we will see another Cliffy Lyons, to be honest with you. Simply unbelievable. I've had I've been able to watch him a couple of times play Oztag, and he's, he's 50-55, and he's still just doing the same thing. Simply incredible. Uh, Jim Dimmick, another ball-playing ball lock. I absolutely love Jim Dimmick. Uh, one of the toughest guys to play our game, and one of the most skillful. You know, he'd beat and bash you, and then he would just mesmerize you with skill and talent. He could do everything, Jim Dimmick. A Clive Churchill medalist, played for the Blues, played for Australia, did everything in our game, won a premiership with Canterbury. But I think he's another one that's extremely underrated and a guy that I would pick in my team any day of the week, Jim Dimmick, a real talent. The other one's Ricky Stewart, and he's kind of the halfback that's sort of forgotten over the last 30 or 40 years. But I think that if he wasn't injured in, I think it was the 93 season when the Canberra Raiders were looking to be a sure thing and he was injured and they just fell apart. I think if he would have won that premiership and it would have been one more on his tally, I think he would have been remembered right up there with the all-time great halfbacks because he really was. Another guy that Ricky Stewart took on during that era was Greg Alexander, a guy that I absolutely loved, Brandy, sensational. Um, Obviously, unfortunately, Ben, his brother, passed away in 92, I believe, and it it sort of derailed Brandy's career to some extent. And um, Brandy, though, when he was at his best, late 80s, early 90s, he was simply incredible. I love watching Greg Alexander in those old tapes. Um, when I was a kid, there was three guys that were standouts to me, and I'm sure a lot of people listening will be the same. Brad Fittler, Andrew Johns, Darren Lockyer, those late 90s, early 2000s. It was those three, Daylight and everyone else. They were just such three incredibly great talents. I mean, Joey's already an immortal. Freddie and Lockyer, they have to be the next two men, in my opinion. Simply incredible what they were able to do. Brad Fittler, he was the best lock, 5'8", centre, depending on what jersey you threw him. Darren Lockyer, he was the best fullback or lock depending what jersey you... Th- sorry, was was the best fullback or 5'8", depending what jersey you threw him. And Joey, I don't have to say anything more about Joey, possibly the best halfback we've ever seen. 
he's probably the best footballer I've ever seen. Um, just an incredible talent, all three of them. And I used to love, there was nothing I loved more than when you'd have two of those three coming up against each other on a Friday night. I remember driving up to um, Newcastle with my dad to watch, you know, Freddie versus Joey at Marathon Stadium. And there was just nothing better than my favourite rugby league memories of all time. Watching those two go head to head, they just always lit it up and they just seemed to go tit for tat. Love those three, three exceptional talents. Um, probably when I was a teenager, Matty Bowen was one that I loved, just an entertainment machine. And another guy that's sort of forgotten that, you know, he obviously left rugby league, he went to AFL, then he went to Union, and I think people forget just how good Carmichael Hunt was. I think Hunt made a huge mistake leaving, and I've actually spoken to him a few times since, and he sort of, he does have a few regrets about it, and he was considering a return to rugby league, but I think his wicket and everything in Union, it's just too good at the Waratahs, and I think he's 33 now, so... That time has probably passed now, realistically, but I think if Carmichael Hunt would have stayed, he would have been the Australian 5'8 or halfback, depending what position he wanted to play for a long time. And I think it's one thing that really played into Jonathan Thurston's favour that Carmichael Hunt left our game because when he was starting to hit his peak, it would have been really hard to keep him out of a lot of these rep sides. It would have been really interesting how him staying in rugby league would have affected Thurston or how it would have affected Billy Slater because he was becoming an absolute freak. No, there was no one that had better selective passing or, or kicking games. Darius Boyd, he went on to be the king of threes on twos, but before him, it was Carmichael Hunt. It's sort of all been forgotten through AFL and his trouble off the field and then going to rugby union, but Carmichael Hunt, by far and away, one of my favourites ever. Uh, we then get to the big three, Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, and these three, I can't say enough about them. Cooper Cronk, I've spoken about a lot. You all know how I feel. I think he should be an immortal. I think he's the best halfback we've ever seen. As I said, there have been better players to play halfback, like Andrew Johns, but he's the best halfback I've ever seen, Cooper Cronk. If you understand what I'm saying there, if you don't, you don't. That's fine. Cameron Smith, the best player we've ever seen, in my opinion. Love watching Smithy. Slater, you know, some of my best rugby league memories come from Billy Slater. I remember would have been 2016, I think. They were playing the decider of origin up at Suncorp, and I went up there and watched it, and it was the week that Cameron Smith said that in game one and game two, he didn't run enough, so he was going to run in game three. And I remember sitting there at Suncorp. I was sitting behind the post, which is normally, you know, shit seats in any other stadium, but at Suncorp, they're sensational. I just remember watching Smith and Slater. They were just moving in a synchronised movement on every single play, and every time they got Aaron Woods or Andrew Fafita at marker they just started to click together and they just cut them up through the middle. Another one of my best memories from Slater involved Kronk in the 2012 Grand Final. Kronk throws one of the best passes I think I've ever seen and it's it's rarely spoken of, but he, t- he takes it down the left edge and he throws a big dummy. Then he just floats the ball into space and Slater comes around the corner and takes it and scores. Those three, I love champion systems. I love champion teams and there was a champion system built around these three for a long time and I know people don't like them because of the salary cap drama and whatsoever, and that's fine by you, but for me, these three, we will never see three better footballers in the same team ever again. And to think they were doing it at the Storm, Queensland and Kangaroos at the same time, simply unbelievable. There will never be a trio that I enjoy watching more than those three. Incredible stuff. Uh, Some more modern guys. Jamie Soward was one that I really liked as a kid. I mean, he copped a lot of shit. He was hated by a lot of people, and I just love the way that you know, he didn't have to run. He didn't have to make tackles. He would just kick teams out of games. 2010, he was simply unbelievable, and he doesn't get the credit he deserves for it. The way that he just choked teams out of the 2010 Premiership, led the Dragons around with, you know, maybe two runs a game. Simply incredible from Sowie. I really loved the way that he used to play. Another one's James Maloney. 
I love winners. And James Maloney just went from club to club, carried on like a complete and utter dickhead, but just got the job done. And you quite often hear teams say, fuck, after the third year with James Maloney, you've just had enough. But by then, he's normally delivered you a trophy. Used to love watching Jimmy play, especially when he got to Origin that year. Simply amazing. I think it was last year, sorry. Yeah, simply amazing in the Origin reader. The 2013 Grand Final for the Roosters, loved watching him in that game. He was unbelievable in the second half. I think he was unlucky not to get man of the match. And of course, 2016 Grand Final when he won it for the Cronulla Sharks. You know, that that club had been waiting 50 years for James Maloney to show up. And he was the missing jigsaw piece for me. In that Cronulla side, I really love James Maloney and what he achieved. Uh, Sonny Bill Williams, another guy from that 2013 Roosters side. I know a lot of people don't like him, but he could just do things that others couldn't. I at least used to love watching Sonny Bill play. It was the only reason I'd ever watch Union. If I knew Sonny Bill was playing for the All Blacks, I would tune in every single time. And when he came back, I was so excited. And, geez, he didn't disappoint. When he came back this year, it wasn't overly flash. But the reality is he was 36 or whatever. He's already done enough for our game. He's definitely one of my favourites of all time. Jared Hayne, when he was at his peak, I loved Haynes, especially when he was playing for the Blues. For a long time there, he seemed our state's only hope, and in 2014, he was our only hope, and he, and he delivered. So, Haynes, he'll, he'll always be right up there for me. Um, some modern guys that I really like watching, Luke Keary. I love watching Luke Keary, master of the short sides. Hasn't been a great two months for Keary, but the two years before that, simply sensational. I mean, he's won three comps in six years or something. Unbelievable. Such a good ball player, and I, I think... Playing short sides, it's a real lost art. And Luke Keary, he's bringing it back. He's the best in the game at it. Sensational stuff from Luke Keary. Uh, Cody Walker, described him all year. Instinct player, loves backyard footy. Sort of guy that I just love to watch. And I love what he's doing at the moment. Hopefully on Wednesday night, he can deliver for the Blues. We can win this series. And I think he can really start something special in Cody Walker's career. It could be something special for South Sydney over the next 12 months or so. Wade Graham for the Cronulla Sharks, another one of my favourites. And... He's probably the best ball player uh, that's a lock, Sorry, that's a forward in the game, alongside with Victor Radley for me. Those two, they're definitely my two favourite forwards in the game at the moment, the way they're able to ball play, the way they're able to play tough. I just love everything about them. Uh, another controversial one is Matty Moylan. Now, he's one that I've spoken about for a long time. If Moyser can just stay fit, he's one of the best ball players in the game. There's not many guys that have his natural ability, and people want to bag him, and that's fine. He's been injured a lot, I know, but he's got something that others don't. When Moiser is fit and when he's firing, he's got a little bit of Darren Lockyer about him. He's a special player, and I really hope he stays fit because he's got a lot of people to prove wrong. There's been a lot of people after him trying to bag him. He's a sensational player. When he does get fit, he's going to light the NRL up, I promise you. Benji Marshall's one I've watched for, geez, seems like 20 years now. And to be honest with you, I used to love Benji as a kid, but I love him more now. I love the arc that he's gone in his career, that he went from this highlights, touch football superstar to now he's a real game manager. And it's not as exciting, but it's what I love to watch that he's transitioned his career. And I think it says the most about him that you can be the best at one style of footy and then say, okay, my legs can't keep up with that style of footy anymore. I need to adapt. I need to overcome that obstacle. And Benji Marshall, he's done it sensationally. I I can't believe he doesn't have a club yet. I think teams are crazy if they don't go out and sign him. I think the Sharks... They need to go and get him this offseason. I hope he, he's, he's in blue next year. I hope he's in the NRL. Brandon Smith, another one that I love watch playing. I've spoken about ball playing locks and guys that just have go forward. Brandon Smith, no one changes a game more than him off the bench. I mentioned it earlier. Love watching him, him play. The last guy I want to mention is probably my favorite player in the comp right now. It's Cam Munster. And I think over the next two or three years, he's going to absolutely explode. You're starting to see it. It's too bad that he was injured. Uh, for that final series, but you saw it in Origin 1. 
you know, came off a fucking four-day bender and got the job done for Queensland. I think Cam Munster is going to have a special five or six years here. That Melbourne Storm team, once Cam Smith does retire, whenever that might be, it's his team. And I cannot wait to watch him link up with Harry Grant, another one of my favourites. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 